We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are we going to get whipsawed by weather once again? Is this the time for Rory to cash in on being the favorite? What about Tiger? That and a whole lot more here on the Gaming Golf Podcast with the British Open Preview. Everybody, welcome to the Gaming Golf Podcast, the British Open edition here. And I stuck the landing on opening for once. Usually it's been uh, fumbling all over the place lately. So, hey, uh, enough medical commentary, guys. Uh, the British uh, British Open's upon us, our final major. The Scottish Open was another weather-dominated event. But at least, Scott, you were all over the winner, Xander Shoffley, um, to the point where Jeff listened to the podcast up in Michigan, went and placed a bet on it. So uh, Love it, love it. Like seeing that, like hearing it. Love those looser sportsbook uh, rules in the state of Michigan compared to my current state of Texas. So yeah, thanks for the thanks for the tip last week. I uh, when I'm not on the show, I am still you know an avid supporter of it. So uh, thanks, appreciate yeah, the, it. Wa- the wild <laughs> thing was after Friday, Tringali was up three, I think, and he and Xander yeah. had the same odds to win at that point. And I was like, dude, Tringali is not winning this tournament. It was just it was wild to me yeah. that I guess a three shot lead is huge on the weekend, but. Man, when he had some of those names behind him, I, uh, I, I just, I couldn't see betting him. It was like he was four to one after Friday. There was just no way. I had Tringali on my season-long team last year, and he was amazing on Thursdays and Fridays. And then the TV coverage would come on, and he wasn't the same. And Dude, you know, even for pros, golf on the weekend <laughs> is a whole nother sport. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And no, he had a pretty decent year. And I think yeah. one of these times he's actually going to break through and get that win, uh, but it wasn't going to be there. And then especially with the weather conditionings even evening out and, you know, not being getting the benefit of the better tee times. Like uh, yet again, we had another tournament there where weather has been a predominant storyline. It really crushed us uh, at TPC and it crushed us on Thursday for the Scottish open. Yeah. And it could happen this week. Although we don't know. I actually, right now, the last, I, I haven't checked the weather today, but I checked yesterday and it looked like the same forecast for all four days, which Frankly, I put no faith in whatsoever. Having right. been to Scott, I don't think it's ever happened where you have four straight days of the exact same weather. 
in northeast Scotland. So no, uh, <laughs> yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. Right now, the forecast seems like you know 10, 20 mile an hour winds, cool, you know, sweaters in the morning, polo shirts in the afternoon, and and play on. But we know there's going to be twists and turns with this thing. There always are. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at windfinder.com right now, and it looks pretty uh, pretty consistent through the days. But that's one of those things you just got to keep tracking. This yeah. tournament, especially the the kind of hidden stuff here, is that there's no split tees of this tournament. So there's no like guys starting one and ten. There is a ten hour time difference between the first guy tee off and the last group tees off. It is an insane difference. Like the waves here are more significant than they are in any other tournament because they don't split the tees and, and kind of compact the times. Uh, it looks like the wind's straight, but you get any kind of shift right there, and it makes a huge, huge difference. Oh, yeah. In this event. It's just uh, the way they spread it out so much. I, I mean, I looked at that. I couldn't believe it was a 10-hour difference. I think the first guy tees off at 6.30 in the morning, last group at like 4.15 in the afternoon. I think it stays light till like 10 o'clock in Scotland. So, um, yeah, if you want to go stra- if you want to go strategy, you play a lot of lineups, I think you've got to have some morning waves, some afternoon waves, and kind of uh, you know put those together just to stack in case. You only play a couple lineups. It looks right now that uh, the wind's pretty standard the whole the whole way. So, uh, maybe you don't have to worry about that. That's one of those things I would check, you know, Wednesday evening before uh, before tee off and, and definitely lock that down as much as you can. Yeah. And I can attest to the late. Uh, it's light until 10 o'clock. And it was in Dublin, at least. And I know uh, Scotland's even a little, you know, the St. Andrews is even a little farther north, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and still in July, you're going to have more extremes as far as it goes. It also gets light at like 4.30 in the morning, too. So there's so much darkness there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no one really wants to get my experiences on daylight uh, and in northern climb. So we'll move on uh, and actually address this uh, tournament here. So the betting favorite almost everywhere, the DraftKings favorite everywhere is Rory McIlroy. He hasn't won a major, though, since 2014. I know he's in good form recently. Do you think he's justified as the favorite here at uh, 11,100 and the betting favorite as well? I think he's like, he's the karmic cosmic favorite, right? Like it just yeah. feels like, it just feels like, of course, it's gotta be Rory's time. He's been close this year already. made the run at the masters, hung around the U S open. just feels like he's got to win on tour. It just feels like it's all building to this. It's St. Andrews special place. One of the most, you know, hallowed grounds in golf. Surely, you know, Roy McIlroy's name belongs among, you know, the St. Andrews open winners, but uh, the Cosmos don't always line up. I mean, the last time it was at St. Andrews, it was Jordan Spieth's time. Clearly, you know, he was, he was uh, on his way to potentially a grand slam before it just didn't happen. It took it all the way to the 72nd hole. So yeah, Roy deserves to be the favorite. This is a tough price to pay in DraftKings. It's a tough price to pay. You know, it's usually about 10 to one odds uh in in the sports books those are for for so many guys playing this well those are tough odds to take on but right i do think he deserves to be the favorite i just don't know you know it's it's tough to put him in those lineups yeah i mean i think he deserves to be the favorite too and it just feels like as jeff says it's his week i mean he's out there joking around with tiger and they're playing rounds together they're playing in ireland last week it's an interesting range because usually in events like this it's like oh my god this range is so stacked but you could poke a few more holes in this range than normal. I mean, John Rahm lost an approach last week in Scotland, not ball striking as well. He's still John Rahm. Scotty Scheffler missed the cut last week, was really bad around the greens and putting, but still, still Scotty Scheffler. I get it. But And Justin Thomas has not played well on Lynx golf course. Never had a top 10 at the, at the Open Championship. Missed the cut last week, putted really badly, kind of average everywhere else. Um, in this 10-plus 10, 10 range, I kind of look at the top and the bottom. I think Rory and Spieth are my two favorites in this range. Yeah, let, let's let's go through price by price here. Uh, in the top rate price range, 
Uh, Rory's at 11-1. Scotty Scheffler's at 11,000. Rom's at 10-8. JT's at 10-5. Morikawa, 10-3. Defending champ of the British Open. Uh, and Jordan Spieth at 10,000. So you said you like both the, uh, in this range, you like Rory and Spieth. It's hard not to like Spieth. I mean, you got to, you know, the price is locked before his performance last week, you know, and when we get to the next range, uh, another player is going to predominantly be at a, a locked price will be mega rostered. But I think, I think roster percentage will be really high with Jordan Spieth is the only problem. He just For plays sure. well in these kind of plays. He plays, he played what eight British opens and he's four top tens, never missed a cut. Just missed a playoff here at this course in 2015, as Jeff mentioned earlier when Zach Johnson won. I just he's like creative around the greens. Just the the stuff you need to do to play well in these tournaments. I mean, you want to be you want to be long hair, but because you get shorter approaches, but you can just do so many different things. You have to be good around the greens. You have to be creative. You got to avoid three putts. It just feels like Speed does all that stuff well. Um, so if I'm gonna go this range, it's Speed. Or if I'm playing up, I'm I'm going Rory. I just I, I think he's a a little tick above the rest of the group right now. I agree. I got the same two guys. And I, I think for me, Morikawa is maybe even an active fade. I just don't know. It's It can come and go with him, I think. But I just I haven't seen him on his game. Like Scott said, Rahm has been a little bit hit or miss. Scheffler, you know, we haven't really – I feel like he's the most underrated number one golfer we've had in a while. I feel like people are just kind of waiting for this run to end. Uh, but he still pops up. He didn't play, didn't look great though last weekend at the Scottish. And you don't know, you know, Lynx golf's a whole different uh, skill set. And so we just know Roy McIlroy and Jordan Speed are two guys that can thrive in this type of um, this playing this type of golf. So didn't I Scheffler get place. tea time though? Wasn't he part of that afternoon wave yeah. on Thursday? Yeah, so. he was. He was. So, yeah. uh, but um, I think uh, you could go Rory Speed. You could. There's so many names in the nines and eights. You could skip the tier and try to try to play it down. I think there'll be a lot of temptation to do that. Let's talk about that. Not the nines, uh, because there really are Xander won his last two tournaments. That's all. Uh, he's at 99. Um, Fitzpatrick won the U S open. He's at 97. Zalatoris 96, Cam Smith, 95, Cantlay 94, Shane Lowry, 93, Dustin Johnson, 92, Hideki Matsuyama, 91, and Victor Hovland, 9,000. Uh, Jeff Ritter, we'll start with you. So I think, uh, I mean, Xander is the hottest player in golf right now. Uh, it's hard to go back-to-back wins. At this, you know, I think when he won the Travelers, I was trying to dig that out. I think he took a week off uh, afterwards, whereas now he's right back to Right, it. he didn't play the deer. I don't, yeah, sure. I don't, we're going we're gonna to ride, I, but it's tempting to ride the wave here. I mean, a guy who just might be, finally putting it together as someone who's you know maybe not won as much as we would have thought six months ago and now is starting to make up for it now the the positive regression as they call it is, might be starting to happen here so Shoffley at this price is still tempting me I, I think he's underpriced I think he belongs in that top in that higher tier these prices were probably set before the Scottish like we you know like as we said with others but he's my favorite off the tier I think and also I mean also up high Fitzpatrick this is the kind of course that would appeal to him. This is, uh, you know, the wedge game is going to really drive this thing. I think I don't think you need to be the longest driver at St. Andrews to thrive. I mean, we're going to see, we're going to see guys hitting 400 yard drives this week with with 15 mile an hour winds and the course is dry as it's reported to play. It's going to be about control and it's going to be specifically about control with wedge shots and who can just start sticking sticking the shots in there, and just leaving themselves three to five footers for birdie all day long. Um, that's Matt. That's a Matt Fitzpatrick special right there. So 
don't overlook the chance that, you know, your most recent major champion could go right back out and win again. And then uh, I, I think to, to dial up the old song for Scott, I think Hideki Matsuyama also is, is interesting down there in the low nines uh, for the same reason. He's got a very good wedge game. Uh, he's got a major under his belt. Um, I like him this week too. I, uh, I love this range. This is a great range. I think you can absolutely skip the top and build here. I mean, it's, it's impossible to go away from Xander right now on fire. And not only won last week, but led the field in Tia Green, was top 10 approach. So, like, all the stats back it up to six straight top 20s. There's not much else to say here except the fact that he's just grossly underpriced. If they if they price him after the Scottish last week, he's probably 10 7, 10 8, something like that. The guy I really like in here, and I think he's going to get lost a little bit between Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris and Cantlay and Lowry, is actually Cameron Smith at 9,500. I think he will be low rostered in this group. It feels like he just has the right type of game for a course like this. He's creative around the greens. Uh, he was 10th last week at the Scottish Open, putted really well. Uh, he missed the, missed the cut at the U.S. Open. That was really surprising, but you know has obviously played well this year. I just think he's a really good fit for this kind of golf. I think he's going to a guy that can get the ball up and in. He's not going to three-putt. He's really good avoiding three-putts. Um, I really like him. I think it's kind of a game theory play, too, because I think there's going to be a lot of people around him that be very highly rostered. And I think Cam Smith is not quite as, bi- as big a name as those, and I think he's going to uh, slide in really nice as we get a, at a low percentage. And I, I really like that play. And also Shane Lowry, uh, 9,300. Uh, he won the British in 2019. He was top 12 or t- tied for 12 last year. Um, nine straight top 35s for the, the weird miscut at the U.S. Open. He was 10th of the Canadian before they hit it great. He just had a great season too. And I think you have Wilson Altoris at 9,600. The guys played, uh, you guys played three majors here. He's top six in all three of them. Like, it's just freaking elite stuff. Last nine majors, he has six top 10s. He just plays really, really well in really, really hard tournaments and great fields. And uh, he hit the ball well last week. He missed the cut Scottish, but he gained on approach. He just putted really badly. And that will be the bugaboo for him this week is how can he putt? Can he avoid those three putts? He was 144th in the field in putts per round last week. Um, so really a problem there. But, uh, man, I think you can go. There's three or four guys here that are really great plays the price. Man, it, it, hearing this, just talking, you guys talking about the $9,000 range, it feels to me like, okay, we're going to be playing multiple lineups this week. And uh, hard to get around that. But uh, it's, a, it's a major. You got to do it. Right. It's the last, last major. The last too. major. This might be the last major we ever have for a while with every player playing too, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, guys, yeah. guys aren't going to be aren't going to have points to qualify next year, I think. We're going to get that wave of cuts uh, in our in our season long league <laughs> after this week too. I can't I, wait to uh, wash got, my I've, hands of Brooks. I mean, I've got the cut, I've got the, I've got the cut DJ button uh, ready to, ready to press it uh, <laughs> Thursday when he tees off. Yep, absolutely there. Um, <laughs> all right, eight thousand. So we like the nine thousand dollar tier. Uh, what about the eight thousand dollar tier? Uh, seems like a, 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 some more other good names. It's smaller. It's not a huge tier in terms of just name numbers, but. Let's go through it. Sam Burns at 89, Louie at 88, Tyrrell Hatton coming off a really good tournament at 87, Tommy Fleetwood 86, Brooks Kapka 85, Tony Finau 84, Sung JM 83, Corey Connors 82, Bryson 81, and Joaquin Neiman 8,000. Scott, you get to go first this time. Fascinating range because it's kind of guys that are all over the place. Like all the, yeah. in the 9,000, like we really like this guy, we really like this guy. This is a range where finding the right guys in here might end up being the one who wins uh, wins GPPs. The two guys I like, uh, I like Tommy Fleetwood a lot at 8,600. Um, he was fourth the Scottish Open last week. He was top 15 in shots gained, treated green. Uh, he's top 33 the last four Open Championships, including a second in there. They play the Dunhill Championship here every year. They play two of the four rounds here. They're kind of like the Pebble Tournament where there's round or you know three different courses. They play the last one at uh, at St Andrews. He has four top tens in that event. 
Um, his last nine PGA events, eight made cuts, five top 16s, playing really well, um, you know, stateside also. Uh, you look at the at the majors this year, he has two top 15s, 14th in the Masters, 5th the PGA. I think he's priced really well. He feels like someone to me that's going to be in contention on Sunday. I think he really wants one badly too, um, especially in Open Championship. I like him a lot at 8,600. My other guy here I like is, is Tony Finau, just playing great golf right now. You look at uh, the last 24 rounds for this field, he's top 10 in tee to green, ball striking, short game off the tee and around the green. Hit it great last time he played at Travelers in 8 tee to green, 5.6 on approach. Plays this event really well. Top 10 in the British in 2018, 2019. He's T15 last year. Um, so has good uh, good history in link style courses. Um, he has three top 15s, less four minutes. I think Finau has fully turned it around. Plays well in big events. Plays well in good fields. Uh, give me Fleetwood and Finau in this range, 8,600 and 8,400. Well, we're dead on match. In this oh, event. I love those it. I like to hear guys. that. Those are my two guys. Uh, Finau's never missed a cut in open. Uh, he just kind of has a, that track record of hanging around. I love Fleetwood for all the reasons you said. And also, I, I think he was fourth or he was top five last week in the Scottish, was he not? So he was fourth. Uh, yeah. has come in, coming back around. Those are my two favorites. I would also endorse a Joaquin Neiman pick uh, off, I believe he's 8,000. 8, yeah. yeah. Um, not Maybe not as sharp as we've seen him earlier in the year, but I just still think he's kind of a big game hunter. And um, I think he can cash – I think you pay off that price, but Fleetwood, ne- Fleetwood, and uh, and Finau were my two off the eight thousand tier. I like. What them do both. you got? What do you guys do with Louis? You know, two opens at St Andrews, he's finished first and second. Um, three top tens lately. I just don't know how to really rank those. Like, it was two were on the Live Tour, one was on the DP Tour. Um, what do you do with someone like this that you know playing really well on the Live Tour, but I don't really know what that means? Yeah, exactly. I just. I just like the other two guys more, but definitely I, I could see using him in lineups. Is this? This is a course that obviously speaks to him, appeals to him in a style of golf. So, and he did do pretty well on the live tour. You know, he hasn't really done much outside of those two live events, but he's, he's, you know, the last two times we've seen him, he's played all right. It's definitely, definitely a wild card. I think of the live golfers, well, I'd still go DJ, I guess, if I, if I had to pick any live golfer, but uh, Louis is sort of interesting still. It's just hard to, it's hard to know how well those guys are or not playing. It's, it, it makes it really tough. Yeah. Yeah, I was all set to suggest as a game theory thing, like as a roster build. You want you love those that nine thousand dollar tier so much. Go three and then skip the eights. But you know, hearing your ringing endorsements of, of Fleetwood and Finau, I, I'm kind of scratching that plan. But you know, you can't have everybody. You know, it's that that's the, the thing. It's like I was trying to figure a way around, and I thought that might be a way. I might build a, one roster like that anyhow. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it is hard to pass those guys up though, at the same time. Before we move into the $7,000 tier, quick note from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And we're back. Uh, we're hitting the 7,000s. As always, it's a copious tier. Let's, uh, let's, go, ha- let's go top half, bottom half. I will mention them this time by name because uh, just hey, they all deserve mentioning here. It's a in, at least on this upper level here. Uh, Seventy nine Max Homa, grossly underpriced. I'm um, sorry, I didn't say it. Cam Young is at seventy eight. Bobby Max at seventy eight. Leishman seventy seven. Adam Scott seventy seven. Abe Answer seventy six. Along with Webb Simpson at seventy five. We got Billy Horschel, Billy Horschel, Paul Casey, and Tiger Woods. Jeff Ritter, who do you like in this tier? Well. Max Homa is underpriced. Uh, he's fast rising player. He's getting more comfortable in these big events. He's one out on tour. Uh, his time in a major is fast approaching, and uh, I like that price a lot. That doesn't it it does feel like a misprice to me. I also think Adam Scott is kind of interesting here at seventy seven hundred. I mean, he's done everything but win an open in his career, and I I feel like you're always going to see a 40 something pop up in these tournaments. Even when we say this is a young guy's game and it's just, you know, so there's going to be a 40 something in the top 10. It's just, it, it will happen. I think Adam Scott has a good shot to be that guy this week. And I think at that price, he could still pay off. So those are my two favorites. I, and I, I won't, you know, if you want to hold the tiger woods ticket for the same reason as the Rory McIlroy ticket, that's fine. I think tiger's going to make the cut. Um, and I think just on just sheer grit alone, he's 7,500, right? Am I jumping? I didn't jump ahead, did I? Okay, so no, correct. I mean, like, I don't think Tiger Woods is going to win this tournament, but the fact that he's had it circled on his calendar, this this event was probably, you know, if you just read the tea leaves, a big part of his rehab was getting ready for this week and to go play a St. Andrews Open. I think he's going to make the cut. I think he's going to have his best major of 2022. So at this price, he might pay off if he finishes 25th so i i I could sort of i could get behind him maybe in a in a daily fantasy lineup yeah overall i like the lower sevens a little more than the upper sevens um i i think it's gonna be a big shock to you guys but i really like max homa at this price at 7900 (laughs) um yeah just i mean i i don't need to go into it too much but just he's playing too well for this person i love the fact that he went and played uh you know 18 extra holes and like pushed his own bag on the cart and because he wanted to play some more Ireland uh, links golf on Friday after he made the cut, I thought that was really cool. And then came at out North there. Berwick, yeah, I, I saw that. Did you read this the article about that course? Uh, I mean, no. it's, it's awesome. Like, it's a great club. Every like a lot of pros were hanging out there, and, and many others played. In fact, he was playing a match with uh, Joel Damon. Uh, sounds, and, it sounds about right. Yeah. And they asked Damon, "Is like, is there any other stop where you guys just?" He goes, "Never. Nothing like this." <laughs> I mean, who goes and plays an extra round? And then he turns around and shoots a sixty-six on Saturday too. It was awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, his Homa's last miscut was in at the Farmers in January. He was 16th last week. Did struggle a little bit on approach, but he was really good off the tee, really good tee to green. He played really well in the greens. I like to see that in the Lynx course. Nine top 25s, last 11 events. You look at the last 24 rounds, he ranks in the top 20 in a whole bunch of different stats. So, I mean, 7,900, I, I think he has to be popular at this price. I mean, he's got a lot of attention recently. Everybody liked that story last week, playing really well. Uh, I'm just going to eat the chalk on this one and play him. I think under 8,000 is as good as it gets. And in this top range, there's not a lot of other guys that I'm jumping on. The other guy here is actually Tiger Woods, 7,500. I think the key is this is the easiest course he's played for him to walk. It's much less hilly than Augusta and um, and Brookline, where or no, I mean, and uh, where, wherever the PGA was, where he, quit, he had to stop after three Southern three Hills, rounds. yeah, Southern Hills. That's right. He had to stop after three rounds. Anything just with like the name two. Hills in it is probably yeah. a good sign. Yeah. That's a tough walk. But. Hey, babe, that's gonna be tough. And the, he skipped the U.S. Open to play here. It's the 150th. He's won here twice. Um, I'm with Jeff. I think he makes the cut. And so you have 100. Like, you don't really need that much more than that. And would it shock anybody? I mean, we've had some older guys at the at the Open Championship do really well. It wouldn't shock me if he's, uh, you know, not winning, but maybe Sunday sniffing around the top 20, top 25. And, you know, his price is really low. I mean, he was in, I think he was in the 8,000s for those other events. We're like, yeah, we just can't do that. Same 100, he makes the cut. I mean, that's going to work fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lower 7,000, Seamus Power, Justin Rose, Sergio, and Lee Westwood are all at 7,400. 73, Taylor Gooch has never won the British Open at St. Andrews, but he thinks that Pumpkin Ridge was just like it. Um, also joining him is Mito Pereira, Patrick Reed, Christian Bezwedenhut, and JT Poston. He's only won twice, always wins twice, so he's done. Uh, 7,200, Harold Varner, Keegan Bradley, Russell Henley, Sebastian Munoz, Jason Kokrak, Thomas Peters, Jordan Smith, freshly added to, I believe, uh, Scott's roster uh, in our season-long league. 7,100, Sahit Thigala, Gary Woodland, Ian Poulter, Ryan Fox, Francisco, Francesco Melinari, Adrian uh, Melronk, I don't know him, um, Victor Perez, uh, and then 7,000s, Aaron Wise, Cameron Tringali, Kevin Na, Harris English, Tom Hoagie, Siwoo Kim, Danny Willett, Bernd Wiesberger, and Henrik Stenson. And this is why I don't enumerate every single one of these guys in the 7,000s. It got quite quite copious there in a bit. So, Scott, you said you like this tier. Um, I do. do. Like? Adrian Moronk, by the way, is the Polish Tiger Woods. So that is uh, you should definitely know who that is. Okay. Good um, to know. He also knows, I think he's the Polish giraffe also. He's got all kinds of nicknames. Also known by Aqu- as Aquaman. It's very strange. He has a lot of nicknames. But uh, I love this range. Uh, first of all, at the top here, I really like Seamus Power in this range, 7,400. Uh, top 25 in three of his last four. Look at Seamus Power's uh, majors this year. I mean, he's not a name that we think of a ton as a guy that's competing in majors, but 27th the Masters, 9th the PGA, 12th the U.S. Open. That's really good work right there in great fields. Uh, he played uh, last in the Irish Open, so like a um, home course for him. Uh, he finished 30th there. He was 25th the Travelers, 12th the U.S. Open, last two PGA events. Playing really good golf right now. I think it's 7,400. Very, very workable there. And then a couple of uh, DP Tour guys. I'm going to go back to Jordan L. Smith. Um, I like that he goes with the L in there. Uh, he's 24th the British at the Scottish last week. Um, he was pretty good stats, but he looked a little bit before that playing really well in the Euro Tour. He was top 25 in five tourneys uh, since May 1. Leads the DP Tour in shot gained off the tee, third in shot gained tee to green, uh, 21st in shot gained approach. So a really good ball striker. And a guy who obviously plays well in these type of courses on the DP Tour, played pretty well last week at the Scottish. And then um, going back to to the Fox, Ryan Fox, uh, 
again, a guy that's just playing unbelievable golf on the DP Tour. Uh, he has a win, three seconds, a third, and a T8 um, on the DP Tour this year. Uh, did miss the cut at the U.S. Open, and, and, but he was 54 at the PGA. Gained really one approach there, so hit the ball well. Another guy, third on the DP Tour in shot gain total and shot gain approach, fourth overall in shot gain T to green, like an elite ball striker on their tour. Was 47th last week. Didn't play great, but didn't play badly. Um, so give me Fox, Smith, and, and Seamus Power, all kind of DP tourish guys. Nice. I'm with Jan Power, uh, the major championship track record speaks for itself, even though he's relatively new to this whole major championship thing. He's comfortable out there. You feel, you feel like this, this type of setup might be his most comfortable setup of all. So I like Seamus Power a lot this week. I think Gary, Gary Woodland surprised me that he, he popped in the Scottish Open last weekend, but he's a streaky player, and he, he, he might be kind of coming into form here at the right time. I think that's a really good price for him in the lower sevens. And then Christian Biswedenhout, Biswedenhout, I used to have that down. I need to hear him on TV more to, to get the full, uh, to pronounce, to get that name right from start to finish. But uh, he was second at the Deer and 16th at the Scottish. So uh, he might be coming into form as well. I like him at that price. Yeah, with Woodland, it was interesting. He was so good on Thursday and then just was kind of average the rest of the way through. But that was enough to get him 30th still in Scotland. So uh, but yeah, 64 on Thursday. That was that it was short of Tringali, but better than the rest of the pack. So pretty darn good there. Let's move quickly into the the six thousands. Who are our cheaper cheapies? Who's the guy that allows us to afford that extra nine thousand dollar guy or a top tier guy? Well, for me, if you take distance out, anytime you're playing a course where distance is not at a premium, I start to look to uh, one of my guys in the season long league, Kevin Kisner. So I like him at 6,900, where again, it's, it's a driver wedge tournament for the most part and around the green tournament. So this is definitely a place where Kisner could hang. Um, and then the other guy I flagged, I, I, I'm not really proactive at, would be at either guy, but if you're just stuck and you've got to take someone in the 6,000s, I've just got this feeling of, of like, there's going to be an old man hanging around. I mentioned Adam Scott already. <laughs> Stewart sink still has game. And so I, I don't know, you know, it, it's former champ, obviously won the, he won the open that no one wanted to see him win because he took it from Tom Watson. I don't think he's going to steal another Clara jug from a, uh, a, a, someone else this week, but all you got to do is make a cut down there. I, I think Stewart sink has enough game this week to maybe do that. Was that your master's cup there, Jeff? Oh, it is. That was yeah. nice. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. well, <laughs> well played. I like that. That was very, very sneaky. I wasn't wasn't trying to display it. It just worked out that way. But, I uh, uh, I really like this range this week. I think there are multiple names here that are playable. I think it's going to be very helpful to get you know an extra guy in the eights or nine snuck stuck in your lineup. First off, at sixty five hundred, you just look straight at last week. You got uh, Zhu Hong Kim, a South Korean twenty year old. He was third at the Scottish Open last week. His last 17 starts worldwide, most of those on the Asian Tour, he has 10 top 10s. He wow. was 10th uh, tenth in tee degree at the Scottish last week. So not only finished well, but hit the ball well. He finished 23rd at the U.S. Open. Like, I don't even remember that. But I looked at the stats. He was there. Did miss the cut at the PGA, but 17th in the Byron Nelson. So had some good uh, good events in, in big fields. Um, you look at the Asian Tour, four straight top 10s of events he played April to June of 2022. The guy's 20 years old. He's 39th in the world in the in the oh, the official world golf rankings right now. I mean, just playing really well. And he's 6,500. He would not be 6,500 if they had had the Scottish Open, uh, you know, results in there before the uh, the salaries came out. But really low price for guys playing really good golf right now. 
in that same vein, a Hao Tung Lee, a 6,900, he won the BMW Championship on the DP Tour in June. Had a, you know, he was pretty good about three years ago. Went through this huge thing, almost quit golf. He was really, he was teary when he won his event. Like he's like, I almost quit this game. But five top 20s this year on the DP Tour. He led the entire field in, in shot green approach last week at the Scottish Open. He finished 55th. Didn't drive it great. That's not as big a problem here. The, the fairways are really wide open, but that shotgun approach leading the whole field really jumped out to me. So I do like how Tung Lee. And finally, uh, Emiliano Grillo at 6,700. Played great at the deer. He finished uh, finished tied for second there. Gained really well. 8.5 to mean 4.3 off the tee. He's made six of his last seven cuts. He's someone that was, uh, was a really good player a, a few years ago. Kind of had some struggles, and he's getting it back. He's been really good TD Green three his last four events. Uh, profiles a guy who can play well in some tough conditions too. I think sixty seven hundred. Uh, he's very playable to make the cut here. Also, he was a Presidents Cup player. Great, yeah. Grillo. He was yeah. He was a rising star a few years ago. He was on the team that uh, at blown blown out at Liberty National. Uh, the internationals were. were <laughs> it's interesting that, that the Presidents Cup uh, track record hasn't tracked like uh, the Ryder Cup. Um, it's been pretty one sided. Uh, which, you know, it was close that one year in Australia where Patrick Reed's brother got in a fight with a fan and all that. Um, and had, that the one, that's the one the U.S. came way back late, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. They, singles on yeah. Sunday, uh, or, you know, Saturday here. But uh, Jeff, was, okay. so go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. What no, gonna I was going to talk about the president. I just remember that President's Cup, them coming back and it being late at night and watching it was fun. Yeah, I think because it was on at that time, I watched more of it than I usually do. I did too. It was like it was like on midnight for like West Coast time. It was perfect. Yeah, it, w- it was great. Uh, Jeff, who do you like in the six thousands? Oh, well, for me, it was Kisner Sink. That was oh, that's right. That you said yeah. that's right. You did yeah. first. Um, I want to throw this wild card out. We finished second last week. Kurt Kitayama. He is such a boomer bus guy. He boomed last week. Um, is does Link style golf work for him, or is this just lightning in a bottle? I, it's hard to know with someone that you, you just haven't seen much of, you know, yet, but it's possible. I think, you know, at that price range, you're just looking for a reason, right? And you're, if you make the cut, you're ahead of the game. So um, you just gave us a pretty good reason. Yeah. I, I and he hit, card. He's pretty legit last week. It wasn't like a fluky putting week. He was 12th in the field, tee to green, 34th uh, in approach, 36th off the tee. 22nd around the green, like played really well kind of across the board. It was a, it was a really good week for, for Kitty Yam. And you're right. When he booms, he booms. Yeah. Third in the Honda classic in February, yep. uh, second in the Mexico championship. Uh, and then, you know, second last week, 15th at Wells Fargo. So, but in between there, three straight missed cuts before his second place finish. So it, including the Irish open uh, the week before uh, did qualify for the U S open did, did not make the cut, but uh, I don't know. He, he might be uh, someone I might take a flyer on with one of my lineups. I think that's one of those. You, you don't use them in all of your lineups. Uh, in fact, most of these cheapies, I think I feel that way uh, that you need to kind of spread out your risk a little bit. For sure. Splash it around. Uh, DraftKings thanks you for the multiple entries. Uh, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to uh, SI Sportsbook and look at our betting sheet. Uh, Jeff Ritter, who do you like uh, for the betting sheet? Well, I, I'm going to go with the, the mid odds this time. Like we said, I think Roy McIlroy deserves to be the favorite. <laughs> I would, I would be a great story if he won, but I can't play him at 10 to one. Um, so I've started Fleetwood at 33 to one for all the reasons that uh, Scott mentioned. Uh, we're, we're in a, we were uh, perfectly aligned in that 8,000 tier. So uh, I want to take advantage of it in the sportsbook side. So Fleetwood at 33 to one, Tony Finau 45 to one. 
Uh, I think Hideki's kind of interesting, 40 to 1. I think that's, that's too long odds on him. And then uh, I got a Ryan Fox top 10 at 6 to 1. Uh, who's be- he's pretty much become the gaming golf sleeper. Uh, so got to do something there. So those were my those were my first picks that I circled in the in the sports book. These are always tough weeks for me because I want to bet everybody, but obviously you can't do that uh, right. money wise or odds wise. But I'm going to uh, there's three guys I'm taking for sure, kind of in that Jeff range. I'm going Fleetwood thirty three to one, Finau forty five to one, and Max Homa fifty to one. Those are those are all slam dunks for me. And then I got to figure out uh, you know uh, between twenty and thirty. There's a lot of guys I like. I've only bet a couple of them. Definitely going to bet Cam Smith at 22 to 1. I think this is a good week for him. And then it comes down to uh, kind of a value play. Do you want to go Will Z, who with all the major finishes at 25 to 1, or JT at 20 to 1? I know he's not played well here, but I'm going to go Justin Thomas. You give me him 20 to 1 in any golf event, especially a big one. I'm just going to go ahead and take the fact that he's been bet down because of the, uh, the lack of British Open experience. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go JT at uh, 20 to 1. Uh, if Colin Morikawa wins, someone slap me because I'm pretty sure I have a sign. Someone that says bet him anytime he's 25 or one to hire. I just can't do it the way he's playing right now. But I'm going to be really pissed if he wins. I actually not because he's, he's my favorite player. But I'll be upset with myself if he wins for not doing that. But I'm going uh, JT, uh, Cam Smith, Fleetwood, Finau, and Homa. And then a couple darts uh, way down the board as some you know top 10, top 20s. I'm thinking Emiliano Grios 250 to one, and he's uh, he's 16 to one to be a top 10. Uh, Jordan Smith 125 to one, 10 to one to be a top 10. Um, I like those as uh, some some a couple bucks on, on some darts late. Yeah, as always, I love those options right there. I like the layout there on the SISportsbook.com, and you can check that out for yourself. Um, anybody let's... anybody going Tiger Woods at 80 to one? No, I'm not. Um, I don't have the ability to do so either, but uh, yeah, you know. a fun a fun ticket on Sunday to hold. But yeah, I don't think you can do it either. Yeah, I'm rooting. I'll be rooting like heck for it if it does. Happen. Oh my gosh, Absolutely. what a story! Yeah, I'd be going uh, crazy. Be awesome. I'd be going crazy here too. Uh, let's close up with one and done. Um, who you know, and we're at the point in the season where you know we've used a good chunk of our pool. So I want you to tell me who you're taking in our pool, and then who you would take if you had the whole pool available to you. Uh, I'm going to make it a little harder for you this week. It's a major. Come on, guys. Got to step it up here. So uh, I made Jeff go first here before. So, Mr. Jensted, you go first. Uh, if I had everybody available and just was doing a one and done and trying to win the most money, it would absolutely be Rory. Uh, pretty much pretty easy click there. I have used Rory. Uh, I actually have someone available that I do like this week that I don't think would be popular. I'm going to go Cameron Smith. I have him available. I've used uh, on our uh, on our pool here. We got like it, it ranked the top 20, top, top 30. I've, I've used all of the top 14. Cameron Smith's the only one I have not used, and I happen to really like him this week, so that's going to be my pick this week. I would use – I think I would go Spieth first uh, if I had him available. I don't have Rory available. He would he would probably be my second, maybe third pick. Fitzpatrick would be tempting, but I've used him. Uh, Flea would be, be kind of tempting, but I've used him. And Homo would be tempting, but I've used him. So, ironically, the two guys that I show that, are, that kind of jump out as most tempting are Cam Smith – and Justin Thomas. And so I will, Smith, very tempting. I, I did take note of the arguments, the case you made for Cam Smith earlier, but I will just ying where you yang, and uh, I'll take Justin Thomas. J- right. JT to major. I mean, that's never going to be a, a bad pick. I, I, I like that one. And I think everybody's probably used him too, so you probably get him in a very, very low uh, roster ship. If I had him available, I'd go Xander for the triple. Uh, oh, I like it. Um, I, I just think people are going to shy away from it because he's won. Uh, and I think that cost people when Scheffler was red hot earlier this year, people being me, because I still have Scheffler available. So that's who I'm going to use. 
Um, and my backup on the site will be Fitzpatrick. Pretty boring stuff otherwise. Got to figure there are not many people who have Scheffler available, though. I think that yeah. you, you'll, be, you'll be pretty uh, – you might be on an island with that one. Yeah, uh, solo Scheffler, that would be fine. I, I feel sorry for Scheffler's backers because – my track record uh, outside the Canadian Open is not very good. So uh, yeah, but look how good you are in, in events that aren't in the United States. You're perfect. Uh, no, not true. Uh, one, one, how about oh, Scottish Open, darn. One yeah. for your last two. One for your last two. How about that? Yeah, one out of two ain't bad. That's uh, a permutation You're, of meatloaf there. So if uh, if you were on Sunday morning, uh, you know, betting tout, you'd be a fifty percent uh, pick and winners. It'd be perfect. I call my one nine hundred line for my can't miss pick, and then I'll have two different answers. And there you go, can't miss. All right. Uh, any other parting thoughts? You know, I think if you could get odds on a scoring record this week, I would be interested to know that. One of the fun things about being overseas for this event is you can walk into a a sports book in Scotland and basically just throw out a bet idea, and they just get on a telephone. I don't know where they call or who they call, but they call somebody. And they could potentially write you a ticket if it's not on the board. And so uh, I think the scoring record could be endangered this week. It's 20 under is the um, that was Stenson at 2016 when he and Mickelson just went crazy uh, at Troon. But I think Tiger was 19 under at St. Andrews. I think it, so. It's like I just think that that's a that's a bet that's not on the board in there. You know your DraftKings that I but if there was a chance to make that bet, I would try to. It'd also be fun to root for it too. I mean, you just, Everybody, whoever you are out there, but birdie everything. <laughs> but exactly. I think there's a real chance it could fall. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I really like that one, especially with the the way I'm seeing the wind. I think that I think someone gets a twenty under. Also, there are betting parlors everywhere in Ireland. By the way, just crazy. I, you know, it's weird. I didn't even think about stepping in one of them though, and like betting the Warriors or anything like that. I probably should have, but uh, you so it goes. Pro- you pro- you probably should have. I I know I should have. I would have won. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for uh, chiming in. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to do next week. Uh, we'll see. Cause I'll be unavailable. Well, maybe I'll do it from Vegas. Maybe we'll see. We'll figure it out. Um, what is, uh, what's the event next week? Yeah. I thought you were going to, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Um, it's the week after the British tournament, whatever. It is <laughs> the three, the three M open in TPC oh, Minnesota. Twin cities, Blaine, Minnesota. Yeah, we have like three in a row. Like we got Rocket Mortgage after that, uh, and you know, and then the Wind Windham after that, and then the FedEx uh, starts after that. So the Windham is like they try to pump up because they have their special Windham points thing and all that that really hasn't and taken. Guys are trying to sneak into the playoff, right? Right, right. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see some big names that are trying to maintain their, their spot, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll probably yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. But uh, maybe we'll do something sh- something short next week for the three M. But anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in to Gaming Golf this week. Uh, good luck on your British Open tickets, and we'll talk to you again soon.